Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise the Lord. Now, this is what I was trying to get to pull in as we were going on this journey, is that I would love to hit a reset button. I would love to hit a redo. I would love to kind of like have the guy of today go back in time and speak to the guy of yesterday. And I kind of thought about that. But the guy of yesterday would have been robbed of so many journeys with God if I would have gave him the answer. That's why your future takes faith. But I want you to kind of look at this. Um, If we're going to start over, we've been talking about having regrets or having setbacks or having like, you know, um, parts of life where maybe, you know, you made bad decisions. Sometimes it happens. Um, Decisions sometimes they're up to you. And we've been talking about that. You can decide where you want to go. But God's already pre-described in his word where the consequences are going to take you. Um, you might not hold on regrets for too long. You may even feel like, you know, you almost have to. But we talked about forgiveness last week. It was really powerful. Go back and watch it. The goal is for you to really overcome some of these things that you've been hanging on to. And I want to give you some scriptural help. I want you to write this down. Number one, I don't want you to be anxious for anything. Don't be anxious for anything. And I want you to look at Philippians 4 and 4, and the Amplified makes it real clear. And it says this. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourself in him. Again, I say rejoice. You know, I really, it was funny, we've been talking about this today. I really choose to get up every day and just be happy. I really do. I don't, like, what, do I gotta, what am I going to be anxious about? I mean, I can't really do anything about a lot of stuff in life. I mean, you know, people sometimes get up and they worry about everything in the world that they could possibly worry about. You know, I used to be a professional worrier when I was lost probably. You know, you worry about this and you worry about that and you worry about this going right and you worry about that going right. And then you just get like, man, what am I going to do? How in the world? Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight and gladden yourself in him. Again, I say Rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near and he's coming soon. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Okay? Now, this way, don't fret. And don't have any anxiety about anything. Don't get anxious. Now, a lot of times what happens with this stuff is this. Now, I want to explain this to you, right? We're living life, and we're, and we're dealing with stuff. And we've got all this worry, all this fret, all this anxiety, all this stuff, and all these circumstances really weighing us down. And if you're not careful, what will happen is you're going to carry this stuff each and every day with you. Maybe you're carrying regrets. Maybe you're carrying some worries. Maybe you're carrying some fears. Maybe you're carrying some setbacks. And maybe you're just carrying back. You might just be discouraged. You know, you can get discouraged, man. I'll tell you what. Sometimes if you look too far into your past, you'll come out discouraged. Like, I'm discouraged where I'm at. I don't feel like, you know, and this is another thing, too. I, I, you know, the timeline where I'm at, I don't feel, I should feel like I'm further beyond than this, but I'm not. I should be here by now. You know, everybody's got something, right? You should be here by now. You should be doing this 
by now. You should be financially stable like this by now. You, some of you, you know, you're like, I, you know, I, I could have been working this out when I was 20, but now I'm like 50, you know, and you got this like life crisis to try to go back and fix 25 years of your life. It's not gonna work, man. You can't hit this imaginary time place. How about this? How about we just embrace where you are right now and we build a better future? Look what it says. Don't fret and have anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and everything, by prayer and petition, request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So how about you pray about it and give it to God and allow God. Look what it says here in verse 7. And God's peace shall be yours. The tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God. So God's, that's a great thing, right? I ain't afraid of God. And being content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort this is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Did you get that? Isn't that good? Let's read verse seven just one more time. And God's peace shall be yours. So I pray about it. I thank God about it. And I just tell God what's up. So if you look at verse six, right? He said, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Give these circumstances over to God. Pray about it. Petition is a definite request. It's the same thing. Just pray about it. And then bring thanksgiving. So I go, man, I should be here by now. I should have that by now. I should be, just stop. Put it in a prayer form, okay? You know, prayers are like seeds. Because what they do is they settle moments in your life and give you a future harvest. Put it in a prayer form, give it to God. And then he says, after you give it to God, the God of peace, God's peace shall be yours. Well, what's that? The tranquil state of the soul. What do you mean? Your mind, your will, and your emotions are, are set, assured through Christ. And what? And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall what? Basically, it garrison, basically it guards over your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Ain't that good news? So you get peace. The tranquil, the tranquil state of a soul, a soul. That means your soul's calm, man. Your mind's not all over the place. Your will's not all over the place. Your emotions aren't all over the place. A lot of times when you do not have uh, some, of your, some of your decisions in life in prayer form, you become soulishly unstable. And that's important. Because if you didn't do the first part, you're anxious, you're worried, you're fearful, you're fretful, and you're like trying to figure it out in your natural mind. Put it in a form of a prayer, give it to God, and then thank him. And then when you come out and you go, oh, what about, oh, what about what I feel? Oh, what about, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just thank you, God, and go on. God heard you. See, this is what people don't know how to do. They don't know how to cast their care upon the Lord. And write that down. Number two, you gotta cast your cares on Jesus. You gotta cast them. And now cares, um, I'm gonna explain it to you here. Cast your cares on him for he cares for you. But in 1 Peter 5 and 5, we're gonna look at this and it's gonna be clear to you and I'm gonna show you what cares are because people don't know this. Because how in the world are you gonna start over if you're always reminded of the past or you're too anxious and too worried and all messed up in this thing. 
Likewise, you who are younger, see right there, or younger, and of a lesser rank, be subject to the elders, the ministers and spiritual guides of the church. Give them due respect and yielding to their counsel. Clothe or apron yourself, all of you, with humility. Now, that's a big one right there. That's a big one right there. You know, we used to have a series on humility. The thing was the worst-selling series I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Nobody's buying a series on humility. I remember traveling with it and literally said, we need to change it to the seven keys of successful living or something. People will buy that off the table, right? I had this picture of humility. It was kind of funny. It was like this, it was just, who's buying a series on humility? Nobody wants to hear this stuff, but humility is a powerful force, right? Right? It says, giving them due respect, great. Yielding to their counsel, that's good. Remember, clothe yourself with humility. This is, as a garb of a servant, isn't that good? Ain't that great? That So that it's covering, covering cannot possibly be stripped of you with freedom from pride and arrogance. So who in the heavens getting up going, okay, clothe yourself with humility? Now remember what humility means. It's not like you grovel around. It means to submit, to yield, to withdraw, to surrender. That's what humility is. Humility means submit. Well, I got an idea about how I want to do it. No, humility submits itself. Now, nobody has a problem with asking and communicating, but after the asking and the communicating is kind of over, submission is, we always say submission begins where agreement ends, right? So it's like submit from your ideas. Some of you got negative ideas. You got to submit. It's, it's bad. You got to yield to what God's word said. Submit. Yield, surrender, withdraw, pull back. Like you think, oh, I'm a loser. Submit that thought to God. That's 2 Corinthians 10 where he said, cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bring it into obedience every thought and disciplining every thought to the obedience of Christ. That means you go, I'm a loser. God said, I always cause you to win. You got to withdraw from that idea. You got to submit to God's idea, you got to surrender what you think and pick up what God says, withdraw, yield, pull back. That's how you yield. That's how you grow. Now, some of you got ideas at work. I got the idea. I know what I'm doing. Wait a minute. We heard you, but we're not going that direction. Submit, yield, withdraw, surrender, pull back. That's humility. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, you might be prideful. Now, after a while, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta navigate that. You gotta figure that out, right? Freedom towards one another. For God sets Himself against the proud. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm fighting devils. I'm fighting devils, crazy people in the earth. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? Telemarketers. That was funny. Telemarketers, right? Some dude called me every other day, telling me the IRS is mad at me. Come on, somebody. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This stuff, you know what I mean? These telemarketing nonsense. You know, I got all this drama going on. I got everything going on. I don't need God fighting me. For God sets himself against the proud. I'll tell you one thing we don't need. We do not need God 
getting mad at us. You know what I mean? Not that he's getting mad at us. He said he sets himself against us. That means he's, he's got a, can't really help us. The insolent, the overbearing, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and the boastful. He opposes, frustrates, and defeats them. Oh, my God. How many of you are frustrated? You might just be prideful. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm so frustrated. Next time somebody tells you they're frustrated, tell them they're full of pride. That'll go over big. Tell your wife that one. I'm frustrated with you. <laughs> I don't ever hear that. Okay? But, hey, well, maybe you're full of pride. Try that, try that next time somebody tells you they frustrate you. Everybody in a relationship say, you frustrate me. We'll just be like, hey, you're full of pride. Okay. It's so quiet in this church right now, you can hear, you can hear a pin drop. Come on, somebody. And that's because not because there's nobody in here. <laughs> that's because I'm setting the atmosphere. But he gives grace, favor, and blessing to the humble. Do you see that? But how many times do people say, um, I, you, I got pressure against me? Well, maybe some of the pressure is coming against you because you're prideful. I got frustration against me. Maybe you got to ask yourself, maybe I'm getting a little prideful. Maybe I need to get humble in an area. May I stop, I feel like I'm being defeated. Everywhere I turn, it feels like I'm losing. Maybe you got to get out of pride. I'm not, guys, listen to me. I'm just saying, God helping you means you got grace for the place. So sometimes if things ain't working, you got to ask yourself, maybe they ain't working because I'm not in position. Look, I'm the first one to tell you, man, I'm examining everything because I want peace. Humble yourself, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation. Oh, my God in heaven. Did you read that? Humble yourself. What does that mean to humble yourself? You know, everybody's like, I'm humbling myself. Okay, then you're demoting yourself in your own estimation. So in your mind, you're doing this. I think I'm here, but I'm lowering myself to a better place. Now, let me explain. Now, Christians are the best at this. All or nothing, right? They're either Jesus Jr. in the earth or they're a worm crawling in the grass. That is not humility. What he's saying is this. Don't get this estimation of yourself higher than the position I gave you. And what he means by that is this. Demoting and lowering yourself is not a negative but it, what it is is the positive because it puts you in proper perspective of where God sees you and it allows you to lift yourself up to a place or just lower yourself to a place where you're right on the same level with God. Does that make sense? Under the mighty hand of God that in due time he may exalt you. Now let me show you something here. This is gonna be tough because I'm gonna, verse six gets miss. This is my window of sight into verse six. Verse six has to do with you and people not just yourself, okay? Now, this is a tough one. A lot of you are gonna get your feathers ruffled here. The only way to surrender yourself, now, I want you to understand, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that in due time, he may exalt you. That is a person's people perspective within the earth, meaning this, God is gonna give you someone to submit yourself to so you could come under the hand of God because everybody's going to pull this one. Well, I'm submitted to God. Guess what? You ain't as submitted to God as you think you are because God cannot be seen and God cannot be heard and God can be not touched and God cannot be felt in the normal sense of this. So what God does is he goes, oh, okay, you want to humble yourself? So here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to put you in something under it and something above you. So your job has been trying to do this for you, but most people in the workplace don't understand this. Uh, your relationships with others. So you go, well, I'm a, I'm a husband. Come on. He's trying to get that order in your house. He's trying to get everybody under something so that that something that you're under can have a godly effect. Now, a lot of stuff in the earth, you're not going to see this. But in church, you're going to see it. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. means there's a system in the earth that you got to get yourself under so you can then have what? Now, look, it's easy for me. I'm submitted to God. Yeah, okay, well, are you submitted, are you submitted at work? No, my boss is a jerk. Okay? Well, God gave you that jerk of a boss to help you get under something. Well, I go to church. You go to church, you listen to the pastor. I don't listen to him. He don't even know what he's talking about. He's a, this guy's a ding-dong telling me all this stuff. I don't, I don't listen to him. I just do what I want to do. Well, you got to get under something so you could be exalted to something. And that's what people don't get. And now watch what messes you up. Because if you don't get the order it is, you'll never cast your cares right. You see this? So he says, get into a place of humility. He told you in verse 5. He said, likewise, you younger, submit yourself to the elder. He's trying to get you in a place of getting under something. See, here's the thing. You don't have any power in life until you get under something. Once you get under, you have even more power in what you say. Man, I might even be talking about this. I said something a couple weeks ago. This thing, this God smacked me with this one. And I said it a couple weeks ago. Matter of fact, I, 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 I'm going to talk about it. And I've talked about it. And now I knew what I was cooking. In, I had it cooking in me. God said, you have to teach your words how to have power. I said, what did he say? He said, no, you have to teach your words to have power. And I said, how do you teach your words to have power? He goes, you're the source of where your words come from. And if you don't believe the words you speak and you don't release power in the words you say and you just talk all this frivolous nonsense, your words aren't going to have the power they're supposed to have. So you have to teach your words how to have power. And the only way to teach your words to have power is you've got to come back over here and look at the source of where your words are coming from. It's powerful. Now, this is the thing. i got to get under something. Casting the whole of your care. Now, look at this. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. Now, this thing got me. Because I'm thinking like, you know, on him who cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Now, you see that there? Now, he said, once and for all. Now, that's bold because what he's saying is once you cast it, you're not going to be affected by future worries, future anxieties, future concerns. And I'm going to say something here just from experience. I'm, I'm getting, I've really been noticing something even walking with God for a longer period of time. Stuff that used to rattle me doesn't rattle me. Because I'm like, I got to the place where I'm like, you know what? It's on God. And now you get so good at just knowing, like, there's, don't get me wrong, man. There's times, like, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what we're going to do here. Right? But you start getting, like, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all my concerns once and for all. When I cast that care, it's kind of like this. You know, 
when you kind of go, when you kind of like, um, you know, if you throw something, you know what I mean? Like one day, it was funny. We were in the boat, and, you know, we're fishing, and we're hanging out, and I had this thing. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, ah, you know what I mean? It was, it was like something that was going to decompose or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And I, I was like, you know what? If I throw this thing in the ocean, you're never going to find this another day in your life. So I just chucked it. I think it was like a weight or something like that. I was like, the thing was rusted out, shot. It was going to go, right? So I just threw it overboard. You think you're going to go find that thing? You think you're really going to go in the middle of the ocean and go find that weight I threw overboard? No way. And if I ever want to go back to try to find that thing, you're never, you're spending the rest of your life trying to find it. You ain't going to find it. I cast it overside. I got rid of it. This is the thing with this. Once you cast your care once and for all, just every time another care comes up, I just put it where the other cares are. I don't even pick them up. I don't pick up the worries. I don't pick up the concerns. I don't, and people get mad at you because you don't worry. Oh, uh, you don't care about nothing. Well, what am I going to, what good is taking care going to do? I mean, I care about people, but taking care ain't going to fix it. He cares for you. You see this? How am my life going to go on? How am I going to get a redo if I don't, you guys, it's just what I'm saying, right? Isn't this good? Take your worries, take your anxieties, take your regrets, take your failures, take your flaws, take your stuff, take your jacked up decisions, take them all and cast them once and for all and leave them there. And now from now on, go make better decisions about your future so we don't get the same results. Start over, but start over with a new mindset. Listen to this. Be well balanced, temperate. This is so good. Sober of mind. Be vigilant, cautious at all times, for that enemy of yours, the devil, roams about like a roaring lion in fierce hunger, seeking whom he may seize upon and devour. That's what he does. He's got nothing better to do. He's looking for the mind gap where he could drop mind gaps and get you to mindset. He wants you mind dealing. So he drops these, these, these mind bombs on you. You know what I mean? Well, you should worry about this. You should be this. You should be that. You should be concerned. You should have anxiety. You should He's all day, man. He don't shut up. Withstand him. Be firm in the faith against his onset. Rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. See that? Now you got to do that. You got to do that with your faith. And people don't get this. Until you get in faith, you're going to have a problem with this because you're not into faith on stuff. So you're like, uh, and now it's like the enemy's like, you're, you're a double-minded man. You're unstable in all your ways. Let, let him ask, right? James 1, don't think this strange, fiery trial is something to come and try your faith, but let him ask because God gives to every man liberally and upbraideth not. But let not that man think he shall receive anything of God. For a double-minded man is unstable. He's saying, look, ask for wisdom. When you ask for wisdom, I'm going to tell you. And here's the thing with God. If you ask for wisdom and God doesn't give you the automatic answer, guess what? And you ask for wisdom, he gave you wisdom on the subject. Oh, you're just freaking out. I don't know what to do. Well, chill out. You're going to know what to do when it's time to know what to do. You just might not know what to do right now. He said he, when you ask, it's like God's a liberal giver. He gives. He don't play that junk that people portrayed God to be. Ask and keep on asking. 
Knocking, ha, keep on knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and no, he says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knocking is going to be open. It wasn't some kind of like test to get in the code and you don't know the code and you got a combination lock and you're sitting there going, okay, 7,000 more combinations and I might get into heaven. This is ridiculous. This is not the Father's nature. This is not the God that you serve. This is ridiculous religion taught over periods of time. This makes no sense. I've, I've had more teachings on prayer that are so jacked up from people that don't really know what prayer is. And I don't say that meanfully, but I, I, I mean, if your prayer, you know, you know the Lord's Prayer? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get heat for it from somebody, but I don't really care. The Lord's Prayer in the New Testament is really not scriptural to the believer. Our Father who art in heaven, you know, come on. Ask this day. I understand the this, this decisions of it, but unless you pray in the name of Jesus... New Testament prayers are to be prayed in the name of Jesus. You could pull stuff out of the Lord's Prayer to see a pattern of a person's heart and find that that you should you should that yes, you have to have a time of prayer. But New Testament church, you need to be praying in the name of Jesus. And once you say in the name of Jesus, that thing should, I believed I received when I prayed. And when you use that name, that's the prayer of faith. Now I'm gonna talk to you about that. You know, when you get in there and he says, you know, Lord, teach us how to pray. He explained the principles of prayer, the heartfelt posture of prayer, but the New Testament church, you need to be praying in the name of Jesus. And I understand you could pull stuff out of that, and I, and I get that, and I'm just, I'm just, I really want you to leave this thing where it is, because here's the thing, well, you know, I cast my care. Half the people you know cast their care, they got a rope on it, and they just pull it back and start caring about what they threw away three minutes ago. Because if you don't cast your care scripturally, you're gonna re-pick them up. And then you're still worrying about the same stuff. If you know you prayed and you believe you received when you prayed and when you prayed that prayer, didn't he say in Philippians 4, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be, all your requests be made known unto God. He's putting it together, guys. He's saying once you give that thing to God and you pray and you leave it, leave your anxiety there. Now I'm showing you, cast your care, it combos over. Casting your care is casting your prayer. Write that down. Casting my care is casting my prayer. How do I cast my cares? Well, I put them in word form. I want to ask you a question, though. Wait a minute. Cast your whole care, right? Yeah. But stand them in the faith, right? Well, isn't that a prayer? You better believe it is. Look at what. Withstand him. Be firm, right? Against him. Knowing this. Watch this. Watch it. Be firm in the faith, Okay. Okay, now whether that's confession, okay, watch this though. Watch this, okay. Immovable, strong, determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. And after you suffered a little while, the God of grace, now he's saying this, right? The God of grace who imparts all blessings in favor, who hath called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself completely and make you call will himself complete and make you what you ought to be established and ground you securely strengthen and settle you did you pull that in now i'm going to show you something here and i know a little bit of you're going to be you guys get a little bit excited about this stuff because when we get in this thing and this is what the first peter this is what the first peter thing really does for you um um you know, I think it's, um, it's important, right? He goes on to say, um, 
that was our, that was our, our prayer. Um, if you read it in the King James, it, it just reads a little quick, but you don't have to go there. Um, it says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you, right? Okay, now here's my deal. He's talking about neither, when, when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory, right? He's saying, listen, this is how you're gonna make it in Christianity. You're gonna have to push through these things. The same stuff, the same afflictions that you're going through, people are going through in the body of Christ, okay? But this is the thing, salvation doesn't guarantee a trouble-free life, guys. We still encounter problems, and we have difficult times through life. Seasons, stuff ain't easy, but he's still the prince of peace. Jesus even said it. You remember what Jesus said? Now I'm gonna take you there. What did Jesus say in John 16, 33? He said, in the world, you're gonna have tribulation. I have told you these things. John 16, 33, you can pull it up there, don't see it. That these things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, you're gonna have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I overcame the world. He's saying, look, you're gonna have tribulation in the world, but in me, you're gonna have peace. So if you just stay in the world, all you got is tribulation. When you stay in God, you got peace. That's important. It's so important because this thing, people don't know where to stand or how to stand, and the next thing you know, they're in this thing. You're letting your heart get troubled. You know what I mean? Look at John. Look at John 14.1. I want to show you this because I think this is big. If you look at John 14.1, it's going to help you because this is what starts happening, man. We start getting to say, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe you and me. That's important. Rely on God. Believe in him. Don't get distressed. Don't get agitated. God can give you a brand new season, right? It's, it, that's what it is. Now, here's the big thing. Write this down. You just got to believe. This is the biggest thing with this whole cast your care, uh, break into this, you know, this whole thing with even the Philippians thing, you know, rejoice again, I say I rejoice by prayer and supplication, let your prayer request be made known unto God. That's why I said it's a praying, you're going to pray prayers of faith, but you're also going to pray prayers of casting your care, for he cares for you. Is that a confession? It's a confession but really, it's more of a prayer than it is a confession because you only confess the things you want to create in your life. You want to go create and create cares? I mean, think about it. Confession is things that sometimes I speak over and, and, and meditate on and speak over. I confess the word of God. I didn't confess the word of God once. Isn't casting your care a prayer form? And just like the prayer of faith believes it receives when it prays, stuff and, you know, salvation for your loved ones or needs in your life, it says God knows what you have, need, pray. Isn't the prayer, isn't the prayer of faith and casting my care to be released the same way? 
is I go, God, look, I'm shot out, I'm anxious, I need to redo, my life's off the rail, I'm a total mess, I got worry, I got anxiety, I got fear, I got fail, I got a mess in my hands, here it is, I wrap it in a prayer and go, God, I can't take this anymore, so I'm casting my care upon you and I'm giving you this, this prayer concern and I'm leaving it there and it'll come out. Three days later, that worry shows up. Thank you, God. I know I, I prayed. I prayed about that. Thank you, God. I got the strength to make it. Thank you, God. Isn't it just, isn't it just reverse receiving as it is I'm giving it and leaving it, and I'm going to take the peace with me to walk in the earth? Just like we revert, like we go, well, I'm believing God for money. So you sow and you pray. You know what I'm saying? And I know we don't pray, but you know, I don't have it in my pocket. So I walk out and thank God till I see it. I thank God for my family salvation. I thank God for promotion. I thank God for that. I don't physically see it, but I what? I keep my faith on it so it'll materialize in my future. Isn't that the same thing with the care? Give it to God. Leave it there. Trying to come back. Thank God. Hey, yo, I left it there three days ago. I'm not picking up. Thank you. I believed I received and go on the earth with peace. Just believe. Believe the word of God. It's so important you believe. And the God of hope it will fill you with peace. Man, it's so good. That's, John, that's Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. Good one. You'll see that one. When you get that Romans 15, yeah, look, look at that. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may, what? That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Did you pull that in? Now the God of hope. Now he's the God of hope. He's the God of peace. He's the God of hope. He's the God of faith. But right now he's saying, look, here's how you keep confident expectation hope. Now the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace. So joy and peace is what I should be walking in the earth with. And believing that you abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Ain't that good? Listen, man, I'm going to show you something here, right? I got more of this stuff. But, man, some of you, you got to like, this is so good. Can I give you the scripture before we go? Proverbs 12, 25. Proverbs 12, 25. So good, so good. Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. I got another little translation here. It says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but what an encouraging word makes it glad. Man, don't be anxious. Hand over some of your anxieties, your worries, your fears, your frets, all this stuff. Don't let this stuff trap you. Don't let this stuff trap you, man. Please, I think this is big. Um, I think so many times we don't even realize, don't fret life. Just rejoice. And I got some more stuff for you, but I, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of word for you to meditate on. If you start meditating on Philippians 4 and 1 Peter 5, and you start pulling that together, that rejoice. You know, the Apostle Paul tells you twice. He urges you, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Find some joy. He urges us not to fret, not to have anxiety about anything, but pray and give thanks to God in everything. Not until it's, not when it's over. 
That's the biggest mistake we make. Well, I'll give God joy rejoicing when it's over. No, you got to give God rejoicing in the middle of it. It says, give thanks to God. How in the heaven am I going to give thanks to God in the middle of this mess, Pastor Chris? Easy. You discipline yourself. Thank you, God. It keeps you connected to the promise, and it keeps you disconnected from the anxiety. Thank you, God, that I gave you that thing. If we wait until everything's perfect, until or before we start rejoicing and giving thanks, we ain't going to have much fun in life. we got to learn how to enjoy life even in the midst of trying circumstances, and we must develop spiritual maturity in this thing now. I'm telling you, this is how you do it. So what you got to do is this. Well, you're saying, all right, how do I do it? I want to redo. I want some regrets to go away. I want get to the place where you're in Let your request be made known to God. Cast your care on the Lord. Leave it over there. And today, right now, through two, two scriptural places, Philippians 4 and 1 Peter 5, you can have a brand new place. Because you do this. I make my request. I'm not taking away anxiety. I'm not taking the fear. I'm not taking the fret. I'm not taking the worry. I'm not taking the regret. I'm not taking the shame. I'm not taking the guilt. I'm not taking the pain. I'm done. 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 Can't do nothing about it. So I'm going to bottle it up in a prayer, and I'm going to cast it to Jesus, and I'm going to give it to him. And I'm going to walk in today, leaving that thing behind forever. And I'm going to keep joy and thanksgiving in my midst of my mind and my mouth, and I'm going to walk into a brand new future. And I promise you, if you discipline yourself in those two scriptures, maybe meditate on those places this week and focus on them till you get them so in you that you know, hey, there's anxiety trying to come get me. Hey, there's fear trying to come get me. Hey, that's fret trying to come. I'm not taking it. I'm not picking it up. I cast my care upon you. I cast my care upon you. I cast my care upon you, and I'm not picking it up anymore. For you careth for me, and I know it's true. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you that as they cast their care upon you, you care for them. Father, show them right now. Maybe right now, let's do it together. Say, Father, I listened to this message today, and I learned in Philippians 4, and I learned in 1 Peter 5 that I cannot take anxiety, worry, fear, fret, none of that stuff. So I cast that care upon you. I cast my regrets, my pain, my shame, my guilt, my everything upon you right now by faith in Jesus' name. And from this moment forward, I'm going to thank you for what you, I know you did. I know you heard me. I know you got a place of peace for me. And I'm going to walk in the peace of God in the earth all the days of my life, walking free from the anxiety, the fear, the worry. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, guys, I'm so excited. We are going to be preaching the word Sunday morning. Come be in the house. Make it, make it, make it an opportunity for you to come be in the building at 1030. 1030, we are ready for you. Service has been powerful. We're seeing a lot of brand new faces in the church. It's been awesome. We're growing. And we want you to take your seat and get in and roll up your sleeves and get ready to help us here. We need your help in every department. We've been pressing into growth. Amen. So we need you. So I want you to know if you, if you now listen, if you think you could sing, 
I don't know, come here and get qualified. You think you could, you think you could play, well, come here and get qualified. But I sure know this, you know, there's some skill sets we might, we might have a little extra with, but I know some of you can greet and you can love on people and you can be part of a prayer group and you could connect. Our connect groups are running strong right now. You should be connected already. And if you're not, get connected. This is the life breed of the church that we could stay connected even in the midst of times we've never seen before. I want you to know I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for your sacrifice of love to do the things of God. But Jesus said he's not going to forget your work and labor of love and he's going to reward you for it. Amen. I love you guys. I'll see you Sunday 9 and 1030 online and 1030 in person. Come be in the house and remember to share this message because we're going to help people leave regret behind and get a brand new start with God. You can start over and you can start right now. I love you and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.